0: Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Have you been Zooming this week? It never fails to make me laugh that Zooming is now a verb all by itself. Um, But we're experiencing a new form of fatigue from the amount of Zoom meetings that we are having, even though it's been a bit of a lifeline through the pandemic. So this week, I'm sharing ways that you can be setting boundaries to prevent that Zoom fatigue. I share exactly why it's so tiring without going into a ton of detail, but then also give you seven top tips to help you be more efficient, more effective, and much less exhausted when attending those Zoom meetings. So join me for today's episode. So welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week, I bring you lessons, learnings, tips, and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm, so that I help you increase your performance, be resilient, and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach, and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, improve well-being, and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, recently, I've been seeing an increase in organisations contacting me to discuss wellbeing workshops for their employees. Even though we've got a lockdown timeline for releasing restrictions, I'm seeing an upturn in stress levels and it's affecting performance and mental wellbeing, particularly when we're being challenged with w- remote working. So if that's the same for your organisation, then I have a limited amount of virtual workshops that I'm able to tailor and deliver to your organisation so that over the next six weeks, we can ensure that your people are able to reduce those stress levels, even in challenging situations, so that they're able to get proven coping strategies and be able to perform at their best whilst improving their mental health and well-being. If you want to talk about this support or any longer-term plans, then get in touch with me at my website, emmalankton.com, and we can have a conversation about what we can do to support you. One client said, Emma's training honed in on current issues perfectly and she was able to vocalise what the group were feeling and pinpoint the underlying causes and issues whilst also offering very attainable and actionable solutions. Please do get in touch with me. I'm always happy to have conversations. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, link in the show notes and information on my website at emmalankton.com. The newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics, the latest reports and the current organizational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly so you can guarantee that I won't be spamming you. And finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review. Let me know your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. If you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. So back to today and Well, let's face it, Zooming can be exhausted and for good reason. You know, by June 2020, Zoom subscription had increased by over 350% on the previous year. It's not just us as professionals that are using the platform, but schools, colleges, everybody really. My husband's even doing um, beer Zooms on a Saturday night with the lads. So, you know, Zooming's become a thing. Um, But the number of people showing up in meetings went from kind of 10 million to about 300 million during the same period. And that's daily, apparently. So you might be wondering, why am I so tired? All I seem to do is sit at my desk and join all these calls. It's not very physical. You know, I'm not rushing about doing the commute that I used to do. I'm not doing all the driving that I used to do. It's a bit of an odd experience, but lots of people are experiencing it. So despite the fact that you are kind of just, I shouldn't put the word just in there really, but sat at your desk, there is still the constant stimulation and focus needed to sit on these Zoom calls. And that's going to contribute to the tiredness because your brain gets fatigued from taking in new information all the time. So whereas before, you were in your office, you knew the decor, you knew the surroundings, you knew what your desk looked like, you knew what the inside of the meeting rooms looked like, now, every time you go on a Zoom call, you've got people looking at you. um, Obviously, you've got different backgrounds, you've got different situations going on, you've got people, even on the call, those um, little images of each person can move around and different bits pop up depending on what settings you've got for who's speaking and are they coming to the forefront of the screen or are you sitting there with everybody on that grid method and looking at all of the people all of the time. You wouldn't ordinarily be doing that in a meeting. You'd look from one person to the next and then a way to make notes or to look at your own paperwork and stuff like that. So it's much more stimulating being on a Zoom call than it is being in a face-to-face meeting. So that's one of the reasons. And what that does then is that your brain's really, really busy, even though you just sat there. So then you are going to get really tired. You've got visual clues going into the brain. You've got physiological clues. You're then thinking about, oh, look at that background and whatever else it is. No, they've got books in their background. And Oh, I wonder what that is there. And all the, oh, well, if you like me, all those things, having a good nosy on in people's backgrounds, as well as focusing on what's going on in the call um, and what it is that you have to do and when is it your term next because you don't want to interrupt and you don't want to talk over. So there's a lot more going on. So as you listen to the list of seven top things that you can do to take a little time to set some boundaries, Also take some time to acknowledge the things that make Zoom tiring for you and recognise that it's not just you that experiences it. So the very first thing to do when you are setting a meeting or attending a meeting, and I know that it's sometimes the attendance at a meeting is more difficult to push back on, but if you are setting the meeting... Ensure that this meeting is serving the right purpose with the right people in attendance. Don't just ask people along for the sake of it or to keep them in the loop. That should be standard for all meetings quite honestly but it's even more important now with Zoom fatigue hitting people and a limited amount of time for people to be able to kind of get around and talk to everybody. When you're thinking about is it really necessary, ask yourself if your attendance is really necessary. As I said, I know it can be hard to push back on this, but sometimes you have to put your foot down and do what it takes for your own peace of mind, You know, for your own mental health, for your energy levels. And allow other people to manage their own emotions. Sometimes, if people are upset because you've said, no, I'm not going to attend that meeting. No, it's not really necessary for me to be there. You know, no, I'm not coming along. Update me afterwards. If they're upset about you saying no, no, then actually that says more about them than it does about you. And go back and listen to the other couple of episodes if you haven't done so already about setting those boundaries. Let's talk about focus. So I don't mean focus on the people and what's on the screen. I mean focus on the point of the meeting, the discussion, the actions, the outcomes. I often say to people ponder, purpose, objective, next steps, deadline, expectations, and then review. It spells out ponder. But um, you need to be looking at all of those things when you're looking at your meetings to make sure that they are running really, really efficiently. All of this helps to ensure that the boundaries are in there. And when we've got the boundaries in there, we are more focused again, and we are less stressed about sitting there thinking, why on earth am I in this meeting? What's the point of this? Why are they just rambling? Whatever, whatever. You can tell I've been in some of those meetings, can't you? But having an agenda, that's the next thing. Setting the agenda meets the needs of Ponder and ensures that you're setting this ahead of time so that people have the opportunity to prepare for the meeting to keep it really slick and efficient or to opt out, like I've said. So it keeps it all really efficient for you and it keeps it running really well and in the best possible time frames. Now, some of the bigger boundaries that we set. Timekeeping is the biggest boundary that we need to have in place for Zoom meetings. So start at the start time. If people are late, come away, honestly, tough. They miss out. Don't spend time recapping and don't spend time waiting. If they're late, honestly, it's rude. It's time consuming. And so they need to find a way to get up to speed or to just to take the hit that they don't know what's happening or that they need to take time aside from the meeting to catch up. When I was chairing all of my governor meetings, this is exactly what I did. And we would have governors come up at a different time. And if they were late, they were late. And if they missed some information, I would tell them to get in touch afterwards to get the full briefing or to catch up with whoever it was or to make sure that they read back properly through the minutes. Um, there was no messing in my meetings, I can assure you. Um, so also set the meetings to last for 25 minutes or 50 minutes rather than 30 or 60. That way you have a proper break between the meetings if they are kind of back to back. You've got time to get a drink, nip to the loo, stretch your legs, make notes, do actions, whatever, but you're not jumping from one to the next. Also, block times for no meetings in your day or in your week. That might mean scheduling lunch breaks in. You know, you need to eat and get refreshed and drink to keep yourself healthy and alert. And you also need those breaks to reduce the stress chemicals and enable you to keep that focus at the maximum level so that you can perform at your best. So set those breaks, block those times and take them. It doesn't help to keep powering on. Reduce the distractions that you have when you are on Zoom meetings or even on calls, whatever it is. You know, stop the notifications pinging in. Stop the different bits of um, flashing in messages and emails and things like that. Reduce all of those distractions. It's stimulating enough, as I've said, with everything that we're looking at. It's stimulating enough as it is with all of those faces looking at you. So you don't need any more stuff going on. You know, we might not get the same visual and sort of spatial awareness cues as we would in person, but our brain jumps in and sends messages to the rest of the body as if we were getting them anyway. That visual proximity signals that send messages to our brain when somebody's a bit close to us and we might shuffle our chair away or sit a bit, bit further back from the table or something like that in a face-to-face meeting because these people are you know basically right at the end of your arm on a screen it sends messages to your prehistoric brain that says whoa these people are a bit close are they okay are they not okay so your brain whether you realize it or not is working over time The other thing that might have your brain working overtime is um, exactly what's happening to me right now. Um, My husband's question about in the kitchen, putting things in the dishwasher, slamming cupboard doors, not quite sure what he's doing. You know, taps are running, which is through the wall, and you will be experiencing that as well when you've got other people in the work environment and is that heard and and is the dog going to come? Is somebody going to ring the doorbell? Are the kids shouting? I know it's a bit easier now. They're back at school. All of those sorts of things. So you've got not just the stimulation of stuff that's on your screen, but you've got whatever else it is that's going on in the background. Now, I was really, really aware of the amount of noise that my husband was making. So I stopped and went, do you mind? Mate, come on. And then I just listened back. And actually, I don't think you can hear it. If you can hear it, fine. <laughs> Drop me a message and let me know. But I don't think you can hear it. But I was aware of it. And it was kind of making me go, oh, God, you know, is that going to come through on the sound, etc." So you're going to have that as well. So your brain's working double, triple, whatever, um, extra, lots of extra, okay? And that's going to make you tired as well. Turn off your camera. That's the next tip. If possible, it, where it's allowed, you know, depending who's in charge of the meeting, etc., so that when you are on calls, you can concentrate on what's being said rather than who has what books and stuff like that in the background. I've already touched on a little bit of having a good nosy in the background of everybody else's rooms and stuff. But you can then concentrate on just what is being said. I know my daughter's school, I know her schools are back now, but They had um, said to the kids that they were quite, the teachers were quite happy if the kids turned some of their um, screens off as long as they were um, talking and just, I think they just turned the screen on when they were being asked a question or something like that. But they, they reduced some of the amount of time that they were on screen as well. And alongside that, you know, if you really don't need to have a Zoom meeting, then just pick up the phone and call someone instead. I've been saying to lots of people when I'm fixing these calls to talk about, you know, the coaching that somebody wants or in organisations and uh, the wellbeing workshops. And I've been saying to people, should we fix a Zoom or a Teams meeting or do we want a good old fashioned telephone call as well? Because people seem to have forgotten the art of just picking up the phone um, as if we're being rude and interrupting. When actually we used to do this all the time without any booking or um, you know prior expectation. Also, if you're on the phone, you've got a bigger ability to get up and move around. You can take the call on a walk. It's, some companies have well-being walks and get you moving and get you out of the house and are out of the office and into fresh air, you know, weather permitting, etc. But you can at least. Walk um, around your room or at least stand up and have a stretch and stuff like that without um, having weird and wonderful images going through your Zoom camera. Um, So, those are my top tips. So, think about really is that meeting absolutely necessary? Create some focus in there about the point of the meeting, the purpose, and ponder on that acronym. Set your agenda. Set your boundaries, of course I'm going to mention boundaries, but set your boundaries about timings, about how things go and block times in your day or your week. Reduce the distractions because I explained what it does to your brain. So that's also about turning your camera off or picking up your phone. So I really hope that that's been helpful and giving you some top tips. And if you found that useful, please do drop me a message or uh, share on social media how how you found it helpful. If you want to ask me anything at all about this or any support for you personally or for your organisation on boundaries, reducing stress levels and performing more effectively and more efficiently, then just drop me a line, emma at emmalankton.com otherwise have a really great week don't forget to share this please do leave a review and then i'll see you again in the next episode bye for now